What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Twilight Nine podcast. This is episode 115. I'm your host, Riley, joined by Mr. Andy Nesbitt. What is up, sir? What's going on? It is now Tom Kim's world, and we are all just living in it. It was Max Holmes a few weeks ago, and now it is the great Tom Kim. Tom Kim must be protected at all costs. Please never go to live, Tom Kim. Please. Mm-hmm. Please. I don't think he will. No. Although he's probably already earned himself like $50 million to go to live if they asked him. I got some bad thoughts on Liv that we can get into later. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I got some thoughts. That's I, a surprise. A couple of no, a couple of big names in the past couple of days have said some things where I'm like, hmm. Oh, hmm. I wrote about that. Did you? Uh yeah, I did a couple uh last week, late last week. I did, yeah. No, what'd you write about? Which which big name are you talking about? We can just do this now if you want. Let's do it now. Yeah, we so can do it now. Day, uh, John Rahm was asked about the Ryder Cup, and he said they should be allowed, which makes me go, hmm. And he goes, some people think they're, some people want them to be the enemy, right? But they're not. And I was like, that's a weird thing to say. Like, are you trying to like make it so when you make that transition, do you, are, you, are, you, are you getting your way over there? And then, um, man, my brain just farted. It just passed wind. Who is the second guy that just said, oh, Hideki today? Yep. Where he said uh, they asked him about it, and he goes, "No, I am. I am on the PGA Tour. I am a member, and I am. Uh, I was a member at the Presidents Cup last week, and I love it." Two answers from guys where it's like, I will add another name. I guess I was just talking. We were just talking in our chat or whatever. Shoe packs writing something this afternoon, and I haven't looked at any of the transcripts early. From, uh, excuse me, early from the weekend, Zozo. But I guess Victor Hovland said something to the same uh, vein as they should be getting uh, official world golf ranking. Points. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, the world rankings. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, so which is absurd. There's no way they should be getting world rankings. Yeah, and they um, the guy that just won. I don't really know how to pronounce his name. Eugenio Lopez Chakara is yeah, probably Oklahoma my face. State. Yeah, yeah, he was a star at Oklahoma State. He didn't play any sort i think maybe like at, when he was in college maybe played on the pga tour a couple times i know that he didn't become like a pga tour member he just went to live right away mm-hmm. so he won the live event uh over the weekend and then he was doing an interview and he said that live i don't know if this is supposed to be public knowledge but i guess he said something along the lines of live is going to start instituting a cut so they can check that box for the official world golf ranking and it's going to be after day 2 and it's only going to it's only going to knock out like four dudes, but then those dudes are also going to be able to compete for the team on Sunday. So they don't get cut. I'm not a hundred percent sure how that works, but it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's so dumb. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah. So I saw that. I was like, that's like, if they're just trying to find ways to just push their way through. And be like, no, we're, you know, this is what we can do, and it's like that's where all society is now. It's like you just want to do whatever you can, just so you're good. Like, it, and like you don't have to want to follow rules or like, oh, this has all been set up forever. Well, whatever, we have all these guys are in it, but yeah, you also have guys on this 54 man leaderboard that no one's ever heard of, guys that haven't had to qualify for these events and whatsoever. <laughs> They're just in it, so it does it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Kyle Porter had a great tweet the other day. He said, if I start a league. With Rom, Rory, Spieth, JT, and then one other guy, I forget who he said. And then I'll play in it. The no laying up guys will play in it. And then we'll just get 30 other dudes to play in it. 
that's equivalent to what Liv's doing right now to try to get a uh, official world golf ranking points or whatever. It's just crazy that everybody affiliated with that tour fully understanded that it takes what a year and a half, two years for the OWGR to award ranking points. If you go through all the checklists and your league is going through all their guidelines or whatever. And then all of a sudden Greg Norman's like, no, that actually doesn't apply to us in Saudi Arabia. We want it right now, no matter what our league looks like. It's ridiculous. All I took from that was you, you said understand it. Understood? I don't know, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. You lost me and understand it. I don't understood. Oh. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, so I'm sorry. I just that I don't know how I got on that live um, rant there, but I don't know. I, I felt uh, I don't like when uh, John Rahm had to say that. And I don't like Adegi Matsuyama saying that. My my thing about those are two guys, by the way, who who live could come up and be like, here's four hundred million dollars. Correct. Two gigantic major winners, whatever. My thing about what John Rahm is and they want. So he just the simple thing about it is he wants live guys to be able to compete for the Ryder Cup. Right. That's pretty much what he wants. Mm-hmm. Who on and I might be missing somebody who on live right now would be on the European Ryder Cup team. That's a great question. Who? Name one person. Sergio Wash. Lee Westwood Wash. They got Bern Weisberger from the last team. He's terrible. Ian Poulter yeah, washed. Who, who is he fighting for on live that would represent Europe on the Ryder Cup? Joaquin? No, international. He's on he's President's Cup. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. No, no, no. You're good. Uh, but that was my first question. When I saw that quote, is he fighting for his boy Sergio? Is that the only he just wants Sergio to be on the Ryder Cup one more time? That is a great question. We no should. names popped into my head that are playing for Live Golf right now that would play for the European Ryder Cup team. The international team for the President's Cup is a totally different conversation. They have a bunch of guys, right? Totally. Mark Leishman, Cameron Smith, Joaquin Neiman. They are four or five guys probably in Live right now that could play for the President's Cup. I don't. I couldn't think of a single name that would be on the European side for for Live. Not this might be one. one of the best points you've ever made in your entire life. You like I that? I thought of it like this at all. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, I just looked through the whole, the whole live uh, exhibition leaderboard. And I thought the guy from Chile, for a second, I forgot that Chile is not in Europe. There are, there are five guys right now in live that were on the 21 team. Sergio, Lee Westwood, Weisberger, Poulter, and I'm missing one. Sergio... I'm missing one. Westwood, Weisberger, Poulter. It's in my article that I wrote. I can't think of the last name. Uh, I really gonna have to look this up. Sergio, Westwood, Poulter, Weisberger. Stenson wasn't on the team. Hold on, I can look up my article real quick. McDonald wasn't on the team. Graham McDowell. I mean. Um, hold on. I have the list in two seconds. Turk Paul Casey. Paul Casey. So those five guys, those five guys aren't making the European Ryder Cup team unless you want to use the argument of experience is key at a team event. I don't think that is the case because they got fucking washed at whistling straights with experience will beat youth. So I don't know what the argument is to put any of those guys on the team. And if you want and if you want to if you want to have a competitive team. Do you want your guys playing in just basically exhibitions all year and then being put on the biggest stage of golf? And expect, could you imagine putting on some of those guys on that team after what, like Rory, Rory's not going to talk to those guys. Right. 
or Shane Lowry, who is also very against Liv, is going to be on that team. That's what makes me worried about Rom. But also, is Rom just being like the guy in the family that just wants to please everybody? Like, hey, man, can we yeah, all just be fine? Can we all just be sitting friends? a little bit? Yeah. Can we all just be friends here, guys? And Rory's like, no, we're not talking to the other side of the family anymore. Poulter's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm old. So I don't know. So, but the other thing is, is it seems like, which again, I don't understand. It seems like Rory is the only European on that side. Because Matty Fitz said, I just want to win a Ryder Cup. So if we can get European guys off of Liv to win the Ryder Cup, that's fine with me. So it's very yeah. interesting. Yeah, why hasn't anyone said to these guys? But hey, I don't get... I The first question I would ask in that room, from? I would have asked yeah. Rom last week, pick one guy on Liv to, that you would want on your European Ryder Cup team right now. 45-year-olds yeah. that can't play golf anymore? What are we talking about? That is what makes me think Rom is going, right? Because if he goes to, like, he loves Ryder Cup, but he knows if he goes to live, they won't be able to. So as soon as live guys are allowed in the Ryder Cup, presenting that argument before he gets there. Correct. So I'm going to, I'm going to go through and some of these guys going to live right down super known, but so the European Ryder Cup team, as it stands right now, the guys that I would put on it, Rory, Shane Lowry, Rom, um, Maddie Fitz, trying to go in order of like names here. Uh, Hovland, what is that, five? Mm-hmm. Then you have guys like Robert McIntyre, who's a stud, but it would be his first team event. And then you get into your boy, Tyrrell Hatton, probably. But then you have like the Hoygaard twins, Molinari, Tommy Fleetwood, Alex Norn, who's been playing good golf, um, Victor Perez, Thomas Peters. Like you have all these guys. I would rather have all of those guys instead of Lee Westwood on my team. You'd be nuts if you wanted mm-hmm. Lee Westwood over any of those guys. Insane. Lee Westwood's so like know. 72 years old. And then we could rattle off the U.S. team that's going to go against that team. Uh, Europe might score five points in the Ryder Cup next year. I really do. Do you think Rom is... I, I wouldn't say five points because they have legit... Like Rory and Rom, like you put those two guys together, they probably won't lose, but... Let's get Rom on here. Oh, let's call him up. I wish I was at the Rom press conference because that that yeah. question when I was saw that quote that yeah. thinking came to my mind in five who seconds. Like I don't know how a reporter didn't think of that. <laughs> who would you want? There's no one there, John. You in a month when you leave? Yeah. And then uh, who is it? Who did Hideki and Hideki said they deserve world ranking point? Like they're. There's guys that are saying things they don't that you wouldn't say if you weren't thinking maybe of going over them. Yeah, and it kind of, yeah, and it, I've said it that it only it just comes down to like why are you fighting so hard for Ian Poulter to be on the team? Yeah, because he's really fighting for himself to be on the team. Yep, these are all rumors, of course. Lawyers out there. Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't want to get caught into any. Um, we're already getting sued for. F- 750 million. Yeah. I don't need to get sued by John Rom. So. Reed's wife's not listening to this. Yes. Shut up. Uh, Tom Kim. He is Tom Kim. He's the uh, what the youngest player to win twice, correct? I uh, beat Tiger Woods in since that something. There's obviously yeah. some sort of there's some guy date. above him who I never heard of, but like the, from like 1920. Yeah, the big one obviously is Tiger Woods, and he beat him to that first uh, 18 starts, two wins. Yeah, Tiger had 20 starts to two wins. Crazy. Tommy Kim. I Tommy turned Kim. on 
So it's fall golf now, right? We got the uh, National Football League plays on Sundays. And I was like, let me throw on that golf. Like, I've been watching football all day. I need something different. And they're like, they're here on the 17th green. I'm like, all right, they're tied. I'm like, all right, now they're going to the 18th tee, Cantlay and uh, Kim. And I'm like, let's see what happens here. And then Cantlay just all tied up, just pulls one left into the shit. No, like, man, there's nothing more relatable. Than no, that. nothing. <laughs> Shocking. He took out a three wood too instead of driver and just tugged that thing left in the shit and got a triple bogey. The most impressive thing to me about Tom Kim this week is he played 72 holes without putting a square on his scorecard. Unbelievable. No bogeys. No no bogeys. bogeys. 72 holes on a PGA Tour course. And it's like if you Perfect hit a conditions. and it's desert. Mm hmm. Yeah. Off of the fairway. So it's not like it's just wide open. If you if you really blast a drive into the middle of nowhere, you're hitting out of rocks. Yeah, look at what uh Canley did on the 72nd hole. He didn't do the shit and he had to hit it out of the out of the rocks and he got a seven on a par four. Yep. Yeah, that's wild that he got. I mean, this kid's a legend in, in his two wins. Like he mm-hmm. goes bogeyless, and then in his first one, he has a quad on the first hole. I mean, that's just, that's absurd. Like <laughs> that was your crazy. career. That was your like, hey, how many tournaments do you win? You, I won two, but listen to how I won them. He'd be like, damn, that was an unbelievable career you had. He's like, no, no, that was just my, I'm still 20. (laughs) It's insanity. It is insanity. Yeah. And obviously, he's probably, he might be the fastest guy to reach like fan favorite star level in a long time. Mm -hmm. Took what, three months? When was the Wyndham? Two months ago? Yeah. Wyndham, which, Whatever, one win, but a lot of guys liked him. And yeah. then President's Cup was President's kind Cup of his hello world moment or whatever. And then this week is just like, oh shit, Tom Kim, let's ride. And what a way to follow it. Like he could have followed up that President's Cup with like a T26 and we'd be like, oh, all right, fun story. But like, no, he went out and won. This Crazy. Time, you know? And then afterwards, you see that quote where he's like, you know, I'm just, I'm still the same person. I can't change until I win the Brady three. Yeah, I it's love like, that. <laughs> two wins. You're like, I haven't yeah, done I'm going to be the same person I am until I win number 83. Yeah, I haven't done anything until I beat Tiger at 83. <laughs> Tremendous. Wild. Gotta love it. Uh, anything else? Anything else from the, I don't even remember what that, the Shriners? Shriners, yeah. I mean, home, I made the weekend for the first time there since he's played there. Always good to see Max playing well. About to become a father. I got to be sometime soon. Yeah, I think he's taking, I believe he said something about he's taking a month off. And I, I guess it's happening soon. I think she's due kind of soonish. So we might not see Max for a while coming up. Yeah. I know he said something about he wants to play the Houston Open. I don't, is that the end of November? I don't really know when the Houston Open is. Yes, that's in uh, November. I know it's one of the wraparound events. I just wasn't mm-hmm. sure what the dates were, but. Yeah. I think I think um, I don't know which one it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be Augusta. Uh, I do believe that Max is going to be a major champion by the end of 2023. I might bet on that. I don't know if they do those Woo! kind of bets, but I'm going to bet Max is a is a major champ by the end of next year. I would just like to see him be in contention in a major. Correct. That is also a uh, contention would be fun. Yeah, I want to see him on a Sunday final group, second to last final group. That'd be great. The Masters, Max Homo, last group on a Sunday. Would be fun. Actually, speaking speaking of the Masters, did you see uh, EA Sports released a teaser for their game coming out in the spring? I did. It's going to be sick. Are you a video game guy? No. 
I haven't been a video game guy in a long time, but I do love golf video games. I used to play Tiger Woods yeah, 05 every day of my life for like five hours. So I might have to, uh, I might have to do something. Yeah. Those golf games, I used to play those golf games all the time. Yeah. I just make that face because my, my zoom, dis you disappeared from my screen. I have no, I just had no idea what just happened. I was very confused. I thought I lost you there for a second. That's a dream. Many people have. Yeah. <laughs> it loses me there. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that game's gonna be sick. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be sweet. Yeah. What else is going on, dude? How was your How was your weekend? Did you play any golf this weekend? I have some good news about things. Oh, I, oh, I did see that you tweeted. You got a lesson. I took a lesson on Friday. That's awesome. I took a lesson with a assistant pro at our place. That's uh, I haven't taken a, like a real golf lesson twenty years, Damn. but. I was like, so, you know, past couple of months, I just had, I, w I wasn't enjoying golf. I was going out there and trying not to try not to shank when you're doing that. Every swing is defensive and you're just not, like, no matter how many good shots you hit during a round, you, you hit those two bad ones and you just go home kind of bummed out. And so I said, enough, I'm going to pay this guy some money and just take an hour lesson and just get some eyes on this thing. And so he started off the lesson by having my, put my arms out and he measured my arms and he measured my elbow and he saw my swing and he goes, he saw my grip and he goes, you just got to make your grip a little bit stronger. Cause that's like your measurements, your swing is like that. So I turn my, I turn my, I have my, my right hand. So the V is now pointing more towards my face and towards my right shoulder. And so wait, 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 the, the, your top hand is pointing towards your shoulder now instead of your face. No, towards my face instead of my shoulder. So weaker. Is that weaker? My right hand? No, it's stronger. Your right hand? Yeah. No, you're more on top of the club now, so that's weaker. Okay. okay. Well, whatever I am. I'm, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my that's my swing thought now. And he had me going through a bunch of things at one point. Like I was, he had me like using a tennis racket. I was like hitting. I was throwing balls into the ground with my hand. He was showing me all this stuff. I'm like, what is going on here? And then he had me like on one foot, and I just started hitting six irons. And he's like, swing down on the ball. And I was doing that. He's like, now two hands. And I was hitting it great. And then by the end of the hour, I was sitting really well. I'm like, all right, there we go. And so Saturday morning, I show up at the range. And we all know in the last two months, I've been shanking like 90% of the balls on the range. And I just hit like 15 crisp nine irons where I'm like, all right, I got it. And I went on the course, first hole, like 155 in over Marsh to the green. I uh, put it to like eight feet, pin high, perfect ball flight, everything. The rest of the day, ball flights were great. I can't wait to go to the range after work today and get back to it. Damn. So, um, I'm not a big thinker. I'm not a big thinker when it comes to the golf swing. I don't know what my elbows do. I so he just said move the grip over a little bit, and just to have that's my only thought. That I, I, I love that. I, sometimes I see these lessons, and I can be the intimidating thing. Where like you gotta get this elbow in, you gotta bring your shoulder back. Where's your knees hit? Where's your waist? And it's like I don't want any of that thought. Well, it's because you already you already have a pretty good action. So yeah. there's not a bunch of like stuff that needs to change in your swing. If anything, it probably was just something at the bottom yeah because you would see like i would have that from the from the from the center of the club face to the hosel if i didn't hosel it the ball the ball mark would be right there anyways so i was like i knew i was a way off that was the frustrating point right where you're like i can figure this out on my own i'm not that i'm like a fraction of an inch off well, it's like if you're gonna keep doing this get someone else's eyes on it to see why you're that far why you're just just missing it and i forget when we played what what um What's your normal before the swing, before your lesson, and before you were shaking the golf ball? Did you hit a draw or a fade? 
I forget. Uh, like a fade. Like a little bit of a fade? A little bit of a fade, yeah. I was going to say that your grip change will probably, you'll hit more fades because of that. Yeah. And so, Which is good. Yeah. And it, it felt good to like, by the end of the round, like I didn't score all that particularly well, but it didn't matter. I was just hitting the ball so well. It's like, thank God. It's <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Like, one of, when I was, when I was going through the shanks, it is very, like you just said it, it's very hard to play around a golf when every single swing you're taking is defensive. Yeah. Cause you're thinking about it way too much. And at the bottom, you're like, God, just don't let this be a shank. And that's just why, little things like we had a, like if they're, if like your buddy pulls up in the second cart, like, 10 yards in front of you but he's like out of your normally out of your swing site and you're like you have to be like oh can you move back just a little bit in case i just fucking rifle one off your goddamn cart right that's just not fun when you're playing golf yeah and i'm not a big i i think a lot at the range like when i'm practicing and i'm trying to dial in the swing a little bit that's when i start thinking about what i'm doing and where kind of everything is and my alignment and all that kind of stuff but that's where I kind of leave it. As soon as I get to the golf course, I'm really like, I know what I'm doing now and you can be aggressive through every shot, but yeah, playing defensive, you can't play good golf when you're defensive. It's impossible. Yeah. On 16, I had, I was in like a left rough. There was two trees, probably like 30 yards ahead of me, probably like 15 foot trees, 10 foot trees. So I couldn't see the, couldn't see the green. There's marsh and there's the green about 170 yards out. And I hit this six iron center of the face. that just shot right up over those trees. Perfect. Like pin high, I'm like, whew, that felt so good to like do that and then be like, okay, you can clear your mind of like those bad thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And yeah, I with- think it also helps to like anything in golf or anything where like if you're just guessing at what you're doing wrong and you're like in golf, can you can do it. So like you go to the range, be like, ooh, maybe if I stand up a little bit, like you hit two good balls, you're like maybe if I stand up a little bit higher, that's what it does. And like you keep giving yourself false answers. And so then when that false answer proves to be false, you're like, okay, maybe this is the right answer. Maybe, th- and like, you just you're basically just a tire in the snow, just going around and around and around until someone can just say, "No, no, this is what you need to do." You go, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I used to when I uh, taught a little bit down in Florida. I used to get people all the time come in and say, "Like, yeah, I was watching a bunch of videos and I think I'm doing this." And then when I video their swing, they're like, "Oh, that is not at all what I'm trying to do." Right. <laughs> I used to have like really far, like above my. I used to go well past parallel, especially with the driver. And I remember I'd like I'd go to the range and videotape myself, and I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna really shorten my swing." And it felt really short. And then I'd look at the video, and it was fucking wrapped around my neck. I'm like, "How is that like that?" But you see, you feel different things, and then when you get someone else's eyes on it, you go, oh, "Okay, that's that's what you should do." Do you still have a swing like that? I feel like it wasn't that. No, bad. it's it's gotten a lot. To, it's gotten a lot less. Yeah, I used to at the range to because I used to swing like that too. But I wanted an iron swing that was a little bit more compact that didn't get to parallel. It was kind of just like here. I used to hit balls with uh, the driver head cover underneath my armpit. Oh yeah, because if you extend to go too much, it falls out. So you got to keep everything in here. That was a big one. Yeah, but that's exciting. I've actually never gotten a lesson before. I think that would probably benefit me a lot. I've always just tried to figure it out. I went to the range on Thursday. I had my lesson on Friday. I didn't get my lesson until Thursday night. I texted this guy. Thursday, I went to the range. That must have been a brutal range. (laughs) Like twenty right into the trees. There's like this little water area, like to the right of the to the right of the range it should never be put balls into and i put a bunch of balls in there i'm like whatever and the 10th hole is right next to the range and no one's out there par four dog legs i'm like all right i went out to the middle of the fairway and dropped like 10 balls and just hit him and like it looked like i had never played golf before like the club got above my head and i'm like i i felt i already knew i was fucked I'm like this is Yikes. And like 
they'd all go really low and zipping off to the right. And I, I, remember, I, was, <laughs> oh, no. I was walking back to my car with my, with my clubs over my shoulders and I was texting a buddy and I'm like, I don't know what to do, man. I do not know. And he's like, talk to uh, Tony in our course. I'm like, that's right. I, so I text him. I'm like, Tony, can you help me? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I can help you tomorrow afternoon. What time works for you? I'm like, whatever time works for you. I need help. All right. I need help. That son of a bitch helping. So yeah. Felt good. Yeah, shanks are the worst. Actually, you might have just. I might have to go to the range late after I'm done working today too. That sounds pretty good. It's okay to ask for help sometimes, folks. Hundred percent. You know, and I don't know if golf. If golf is one of those things where you just feel like there's enough videos online where you feel like I can figure. If I can't figure it on my own, I'll just watch YouTube tonight and figure it out. Go to your range. If there's someone there that teaches. Give them some cash and say, "Help me out." Yeah. Most, most teachers will do like three lessons for 150 bucks, 200 bucks. That is a hundred percent worth it. Yeah. And golf is golf is not, it's to be enjoyed. Like we don't get a lot of time on this earth to play this beautiful game. So don't, if you're, if you're killing yourself out there, yelling, yelling, yourself, why can't I do this? Just go have someone look at your swing. It doesn't have to be like monster change. You don't have to go to this guy for nine months and go through this whole swing change. Because we see on the tour so many times we're like, oh, they're going through a swing change. Like those guys are doing it because they're making millions of all we need is hey, move your wrist over a little bit to your left. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. No, it's very true. People underestimate how little they probably need to change with their golf swing unless it's just horrible. Usually it comes down to a yeah. very simple. If you're game. a beginner or if you're just like a 30 handicap, then there's a lot of work. But if you know how to play the game and all of a sudden things go wrong, don't waste time just trying to like figure it out. Just have someone take a look at it. If you're shooting like 82, 83. Every time you golf, if you just practice putting for 20 minutes a day and just get like one or two lessons, you'll be able to shoot low or high 70s pretty much every time. You I golf. texted very, this son very of easy. Bitch. I texted that son of a bitch, my teacher at uh, like 1 30 on Saturday afternoon. I'm like, Tony, God bless you, man. I, I felt great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's like, yeah, all right. It's glad you hit it well. <laughs> you <laughs> get get, over here. I want to give you a hug. Yeah, for real. Do you get with your membership? Is it the, the so the course you're a member at? Yeah. Do you get some sort of like teaching no. package with membership or no? No, it was like 80 bucks for an hour. So I just gave him. Oh, that's not bad, actually. I gave him 100. You got a tip, right? So I gave oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, awesome. I felt good. Now I'm like, for months, I wanted to go every time. I'm like, I'm going to go to range after work. But I knew it would just turn into this mental just beat down of like just gosling it. And because for some reason on the range, on the course, I'd hustle maybe one or two around, but on the range, I'd probably hustle like 50% of the balls. And that's just, that's not fun. Oh, so man. Now I know, I can't I know that life too. On God, Saturday morning, I striped like 15 nine irons in a row. And I'm like, that's the only club I brought over to, you know, brought from the cart to the thing. I'm like, we got it. Let's fucking go play golf. <laughs> and the, w- dude, the worst thing about having the shanks is too, because you kind of mentioned it, is when you hit a good one and you're like, oh, that was kind of nice. And you look at the club you're very heel side. And it's like, man, I'm just not that close because that was a millimeter away from being a shack. Yeah. I looked down <laughs> my iron after every shot on the range. It was like, if it didn't hit the hosel, it was like right next to yeah, it. Yeah. Just wearing out the inside grooves. And I told you last time that guy, when I was walking off the range, remember that guy told me, he goes, yeah. it's a hard sport. I'm like, yeah. you think I'm that? I'm, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. The worst. <laughs> the my worst. Buddy, my buddy Medina Mike, he was at a range the other day. He said he's like he played with a guy and his kid last week at his course, and this kid hit his drive like three hundred every time. But he had the hosels, and the kid was just hosling it around the course on his and his irons. And my buddy's like, "This shit's fucking following me, Nesbit." I'm like, "I'm sorry." And then all of a sudden, he's at the range last week, and some guy next to him on the range 
was hosling it so bad he was hitting it off the wood barrier to the right of him and it almost hit my buddy i almost got actually speaking <laughs> of that, i almost got hit with one the other day when i was at the range Jesus. it's brutal dude i was like kind of near <laughs> like the front because i was just starting my range testing so i wanted to do the lines so i was hitting at the top to start down so i was near the front of the range spot and a guy yeah. next to me was a lefty so he was in Woo! front of me and I, was watching, and I was watching him swing i'm like oh jesus and uh yeah it was tough the dude it went right across the wood beam i'm like i am in firing zone i like backed up i was like i need to let this guy hit a couple <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good I'll, I'll talk to you later <laughs> yeah. good luck to you yeah yeah brutal uh, it's actually that sad time of year my clubs are back in in the house they're, uh. they're they don't have a permanent residence in my trunk anymore because we're getting to that time of year where it's too cold kind of half the days but today's really nice 60 it's like 60 degrees and sunny every day this week so i'm gonna be at the range a lot nice yeah my, my buddy mike he's he got the invite to play in that uh our that at&t pro-am in january out in um not, who the not, hell is this guy not at pebble beach the one in uh oh. palm springs the palm springs one it's not the at&t it's something uh it's the one they play on the pga pga west courses so it's three course tournaments like in january oh the first one after hawaii american express yes that's what it is not 18 american express so he got the invite to play in that and at first he was like uh he thought it was just like the wednesday pro-am but it's a full pro-am tournament so he could play four days and real tournament play and he's like do you want a caddy for me so we're trying to figure out if there's a way i can get out there and caddy for him in that Who the hell is this man how much fun would that be is there I another mean, spot That'd be one hell of a video. <laughs> that night that he asked me if, he was, if I could caddy for him, I'm like, God, I would love to do that. That'd be so much fun. Like have the caddy bib. I'd, I'd rub down the ball, give it to like, give him my pep talks, like put a good swing on it. Like imagine if he's playing with like a, you know, a really good player too. Right. You're playing in tournament play. It's not like no, that's Daffy Wednesday. Yeah. That's like a legitimate, like the AT&T Pro-Am is also a tournament, but it's also more Pro-Am than tournament. The Amer Express is like a bona fide PGA tournament, but like yeah. just people playing it. Yeah, so I could I could caddy in a bona fide PGA Tour event next year, and after he asked me that that night, I went to bed and I, I had a dream in the middle of the night that uh, Justin Thomas, I was at the Ryder Cup and Justin Thomas came under the ropes and was like, "Hey man, can you come caddy for me right now?" And I was like, "Yeah," and then I got the bag. I remember being like in my dream, I'm like, "I am not ready for this. I don't think I can do this. <laughs> caddy in the Ryder Cup." <laughs> That's oh, self doubts even in dreams. It was great. Oh my God, Mike! I need an invitation to one of these things. It's in, just ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah, he was is. he was laughing. He was like, "But no, he's already nervous." Remember how I was nervous last year for the Palmer? Like he he's he's played in four pro ams before, but the Wednesday ones. Like this is the this is this, a real. You're gonna have crowds. Like pro ams yeah. have crowds. No, you're gonna have like tens of thousands of people in the middle in of the, the desert. Yeah. And none of that. Like you're playing like with a pro, or if you're playing a pro am, like on Wednesdays, they're like. Hey man, how you doing? Like, tell me about yourself. Now it's a Thursday, Friday. Like they're fighting for like you know for money in their job. They're trying to win a million dollars. Yeah, so and I'm like, making and I'm making eight on seven. Yeah, they're not walking up to the green with you, being like, "So tell me about yourself. You like what you do? Yeah, you do. All right. All right. I wonder if there's you think there's some sort of like scoring cap in the American Express. Like you can't weigh these guys down. Yeah, if you're hitting gotta... five from the fairway pickup. Yeah, I know there is a pebble. It's like. You can't get more than a double or something. Oh, uh, something like that. Yeah, I figured. Moving. Yeah, I figured. And another friend of mine went on a golf trip to uh, Cabot Cliffs up there in Nova Scotia. Canada. Yeah. And listen to this one. One of his buddies 
has never had a hole in one before. He has not one, but two holes in one in the same round. In the same round of golf? At Cabot. Wow. Which is like an East Coast banton, like right on the water. Oh, beautiful. it's beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. But so my buddy was playing, like they had like 12 guys or whatever. So he was two groups behind his buddy who got the hole in ones. And he's like, for, after the first one, he's texting all of us those pictures, like, I got a hole in one. Oh my God, I never had one before. And he gets, I think it was like 17th hole. <laughs> my buddy goes, it sounded like a wild animal had been like, electrically shocked or something like the roar that his buddy was like just imagine watching a second hole in one roll in and you're on this epic guys trip and this, you're like, he was like I just heard like a <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he goes I can see the 17th hole and he saw his buddy running down the fairway doing cartwheels <laughs> he's like I think you just got a second hole in one Oh my and god. When the buddy finished the round, like they're coming off the green, like cabin people are there, like, did you just get two holes in one in your round? And like if you go to their Instagram, they did like a whole uh like a whole video around him. And the kid was just like the guy was just floating. He was a Boston guy too. His his, his accent in the Instagram. Oh, that's like, the best. Yeah, that's guy, I can't believe I fucking got a fucking, <laughs> fucking guy holes in one guy. Can you believe it? What a guy's trip that you got. You, you have no holes in one in your life. You're like 45 years old. And you, you get two in one round. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm trying the rest to rest of your life. Someone would go, hey, uh, hey, man, you ever have a hole in one? Yeah, I actually had two in the same round. Like, that's the most that's the most alpha golf conversation ever. Yeah, that's I'd, I'd be walking around going, hey, can you guys ask me if I've ever had a hole in one, please? Can someone ask me? Yeah. Yeah. That Like what Max said after the President's Cup. I will tell anybody that asked what what that felt like. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually had two in the same round. Uh, where? Uh, Cabot Cliffs up in Nova Scotia. Yeah, on the coast. Yeah. Yeah, just one of the best golf resorts probably in the world. Top I, ten I've, golfers are in the world. I've played with a buddy once who got a hole in one. I've only seen one hole in one in my life, and we we're playing the shit course in LA. We we're on the sixteenth, seventeenth hole, one hundred ninety-two yard par three. He we we had to wait for a while for the green. And he gets up and he goes, let me go first. He shoot, he's like 20 overs. Let me go first. Get this fucking over with. Like, go ahead. Goes in the hole. We're all just going crazy, right? Guys behind us in the fairway. Like, hey, shut up. We're like, guys got all in one. <laughs> like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> We're walking up 18th fairway. I'm keeping score. I go, hey, what'd you get on 17? He goes, I got a one. I got, I got a one. I got a one. And he shot like a nine. Literally shot 96 that day. Yeah. <laughs> like he had a hole in one on 17. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. That's all that matters. So, yeah, things are good. Things are good. Uh, we got the Zozo this week over in Japan. Yeah, is, I totally forgot that this happened. Like, it's so it's just a weird thing to go from Vegas. Like, all of a sudden, like they are there on Monday. I'm like, I had to Google it. And be like, this is in Japan, right? Like, they, oh yeah, they, made, they got they got over there quick. Yeah, because I think what co twenty twenty they played it in Vegas. I think correct. Yes. Uh, but yeah, they're over in Japan. It's gonna be fun. The field is actually pretty damn good. Xander. Uh, Sung J.M., Hideki, Kalmore, Kawa, Tom Kim, Cameron Young, your boy, Corey Connors, Victor Hovland, Tommy Fleetwood. There's some guys over here, so it's going to be a really good one. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any thoughts? Do you have any? Do you have any picks? I know you're not into your season long thing, so you're not not got your head in it until for a couple months. But were you looking yeah. at anybody? Uh, man, handsome names written down. When did I go with them? Here we go. Uh oh, Tom Hoagie was a good pick last week. Remember we were talking about him? He yeah, played, I was he played well. 
Yeah, he did. He, uh, I bet him for a top 20 plus 185. He tied for fourth. And then Taylor Montgomery was my other top 20 bet. I mean, I also bet Joel Damon, but he missed. And then Taylor Montgomery, yeah. top 20 plus 170. He was T15. So two for three last week. So we'll take that plus 255 last week. Yeah. Uh, I think this guy named Tom Kim. He's playing this week. Yeah, I think he's playing okay. He's, he's playing. Xander's playing it. Adeki's playing it. Keegan's playing it. Daryl Haddon's playing in it. Colin Morikawa's playing in it. Sepstraka. Yeah, it's a pretty good field. It's a, it's going to be a little bit of a pain in the ass because I think the the featured, the quote-unquote big groups don't tee off until almost 9 o'clock Eastern. So I don't know how Golf Channel is going to cover that, but it's going to be primetime golf uh, Wednesday night through Saturday night. I don't have anyone I'm kind of looking at, but I, I you know, besides the big names, I would love to see Tyrrell Hatton win. Um, but I'm surprised by all these big guys that are playing in it. Yeah, the, I have a couple. Uh, one is one probably one of my least favorite golfers in the world, but Keegan, Keegan? Bradley. Yeah, Keegan Bradley. Mm-hmm. He's been. Uh, I, I was actually looking at his record. He ended the season terribly last year, but he did almost win the Wells Fargo. He was there at the U.S. Open. He did tie for fifth at the Sanderson Farms to start the season, which I like. Mm-hmm. In 21 and 19, when the championship was held at this golf course, he finished T7 and T13. So uh, he obviously likes the golf course. He's 30 to one. Uh, so I love I love him for a uh, little outright pick. I think 30 to one. I think that's really good value for his course history. So Keegan, I'm gonna have to go with you. He'll probably finish last because it's the week <laughs> that I don't hate him. But yeah, uh, Tommy Fleet Tommy Fleetwood is another one for me. T7 and T22 in the two years the Zozo was held here. He's played a couple times on the DP World Tour. He has actually made a PGA Tour start since the Open, so we haven't really seen him that often. Yeah, um, But he's played well here in the past. He is also 30-1. to 1. By the way, our buddy right now is playing the old course today. Yeah, Lusk. Lusk. You see, I, I almost texted him. He was pissing me off with those golf ball tweets. Yeah. He played 72 <laughs> holes of Lynx golf with one ball. That fuck. Yeah. Unreal. What unbelievable. Trip. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, and then the last guy that I'm looking at, just because he, I think I declared it. He's, uh, I'm officially riding him until he wins. He's my new Scotty, my Scotty Scheffler is Cameron Young. This golf course can be gotten by long hitters. Cameron Young is one of the top five drivers of the golf ball in the world. He hasn't played since the President's Cup. He hasn't made a PGA Tour start this season. His last start was the Tour Championship, but. This is more just a field play. Played okay at the President's Cup. Can drive the shit out of the golf ball. He's due for a first win. It'd be nice for another young PGA Tour stud to win for the first time after Tom Kim won second time last week. Cameron Young is uh, 15 to 1, which I love. Top 10 plus 25. I like like Xander. I mean, obviously, he's one of the biggest names there, but the guy's been on fire. Yeah, he's just incredibly good at golf. Just been on fire. Yep. I know I have a hard time, ex- except if it's Rory, obviously. I always have a hard time betting guys that are under 10 to 1 to win a golf tournament. Yeah. Like, I, it is a really hard value for me to bet on somebody like that. Let's see Morikawa get back to being... He did play great at the President's Cup. Morikawa, his cut seems to be back. Mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, put it past Morikawa to win over here. I don't Victor think. Hovland, I'd like to see him play well. My boy Mav played really well last week. Yeah. He can bomb it. He's not your boy anymore. You had to you had to part ways with him. He's on the bench. Yeah. He'll always be on my team, but he's on the bench right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like he's the guy at the end of the bench now with the Celtics that just doesn't take the warm-ups off, but he's like, hey man, here's a towel. Here, you know. You he's got he's got the tearaway pants on at the end of the bench ready to go for when I call him, but he 
he won't get into the game anytime soon unless he does something awesome. I'm going to start Tom Hoagie for the rest of the time until he wins. I like Tom Hoagie. I should have. I know he's got one of the best round one scoring averages on the PGA tour. And I knew he was going to play well, not betting him to lead after round one was one of my biggest, biggest mistakes of last week. Yeah. Yeah. hundred bucks would have won like eight grand. Whew. That would have been fun. Oh, real. I just totally spaced on it. I loved him all week, but that bet in particular, I think going back to, I forget the stat they kept showing on golf channel. I think it was 2014 or 2015. They showed, the guys that have led the most rounds after a round, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, like any round and yeah. of like DJ Rory was up there. I think JT was up there. And then among all those stars was just Tom Hoagie tied for the second most in the last six years or something. Tom Hoagie. 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 So that was a miss on my part. I should have bet it, but I did. Don't beat yourself up. Had a great, had a great football betting week last week though. Had did Texas. You? You're back. Cause you took the week off. Had Texas easiest money of all time. Had Texas tech. Um, I had, like I, I live bet the chiefs last night at halftime. That was the easiest bet of all time. After that, roughing the passer call. Sometimes you just got to go with those bets where you feel it. The crowd's amped up. The team's probably mad about it. They were down by yeah. 10 plus 150 money line back. Bam. Yep. 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 Whew. Had to. Terrible. Russell Wilson is the worst quarterback in football. Terrible. And he's back on primetime next Monday night. I don't know how they keep putting that goddamn guy on primetime. They got to, he is bad. I know he's playing through an injury. Russell Wilson's terrible. Bad. He's my fancy quarterback and he's blowing up my team. Their coach is bad. It's just, it's a whole bad thing. Do you th- I don't think that guy makes it through the season. He's one of the worst coaches I've ever seen in my life. I think you got to make it through your first season unless you're like Urban Meyer where you're just so bad and so bad. I, controversy. Field, yeah. yeah, yeah like, I, you can't, I don't think you can just fire a guy in the first year. I agree. But it's probably yeah, true. I think leashes get a lot shorter. I think I think the Patriots are going to have their offensive coordinator back like next year. Who's their offensive coordinator? Oh, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they've lost. Like they're the most surprising team right now, one and four. But they've lost. They should have beaten the Cardinals in that week two game where they let Kyler Murray do all this crazy stuff. They should have won last night. They should have won last night. So I mean, they could easily be three and two, hundred percent. But you got to win the games, boy. Those roughing the passer calls are ridiculous. One of the, I mean, the one against Brady, actually, even <laughs> it's crazy. Those two are the ones getting talked about the yeah. Brady one and the one from last night on Carr. Goff might have had the worst one. Oh, Remember the one, one from the Patriots? Yeah. He was like, he was trying, he like held up to not hit golf and he touched his helmet to the face mask. And they're like, that's roughing the passer. Yeah. The, golf didn't even move. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like last night's, Monday night's one, um, Chris Jones, he had nowhere to go. He tackled the quarterback and then he forced a fumble. So he was trying to get the ball. And he braced with the other arm to not land on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you want him to do? I don't know. Those, I think how you fix that is you just make those, you have to be able to replay those. Yeah. That has to be a reviewable play. It's roughing the passer. It's, it's absurd. I know, I know you don't want, like, but like the whole Tua thing has nothing to do with that. I mean, Tua just got hit. You know, he suffered a concussion. You can't, right. you can't police plays to hope that guys don't get hurt when it's just right because then you call every every time a running back got tackled you'd be like all right blow the whistle correct it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. tackle football yeah it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy yeah i don't know i think the only solution to that is make it uh replay you got to replay it but whatever then more replays 
more replays, baby. Longer games. Uh, you got anything else for the people before we get out of here? I know that you had a, what do they call it when you, you have a guest on the podcast? You have a hard out. Is that what it's called? I yeah, think I you, have a hard, out. you have a hard out at uh, 1255. I got to go do a recorded video for USA Today Sports. And uh, then I can't wait. I got a couple of meetings and I can't wait to go to the driving range and some golf balls. See if yeah. See, see if all those changes really are uh, sticking. So I'm off around four. I think I'm going to join you. I think I'm also going to go to the range down the street. It's beautiful. The leaves are changing. The, the range is surrounded by trees. So it's wow. like 60 degrees. You're looking at red leaves and just hitting balls. It's the best time of year. It's fantastic. Let's see what the temperature is today right now. Oh, it's hot. It's actually hot out today for the first time. 83, real fill, 92. I wasn't expecting. Oh, it's humid. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's supposed to be freaking it's supposed to be freaking gorgeous out here. I mean, on Sunday we watched a we watched a Pats game outside, little fire. It was like 60 Oof. degrees. Oh god. I love the old uh the look of the stadium last week with Pat Patriot, the 50-yard line and the Patriots in the in the end zones. Remember when I think it was 2 years ago when the Red Sox almost went to the World Series that season? They wore the yellow jerseys and they won and they just kept wearing them until they lost. Yes. I think that's what you have to do. Yeah. You got to just you have to rock them until you lose. Keep those end zones. Those end zones are sweet, dude. That I Gillette has never looked better than it did on Sunday. Yeah, it's all. It seems to always do that. They go back to like the throwbacks and like the Giants had sweet throwbacks for back to back weeks this year. They had the white helmets and they had the blue helmets, and it was like just stay with us. Those are much better than your normal ones. The the OG Patriots logo that we saw on Sunday is no less than fifteen times better than the Elvis. You yeah. just have Pat Patriot is one of the best logos in all of sports. I don't know how you do, uh, go I mean, away. I guess I, I get why they went away from it because it just it just was back in the day when they were really bad. And they're like, we need a fresh start. For sure. We yeah. got to get uh, we, and now it's like, all right, we've been one of the best franchises in all sports. You go go back and go back to your to your roots. Got to ride the hot hand. Wear them until they lose. That's what yeah. I would do. All, I, I would if you looked at every NFL team. I think you could find better uniforms that they've had in the past than they have current day. But they just keep making new uniforms to make more money. This is a question for you because you're older than me. When they had the the red uniforms, were they always white? Did they have those uniforms but in white or did they just wear red? Yes, everywhere? they had them in white. See, that's sick. I would do that this week in Cleveland. Wear the white ones. Yeah. God, that'd be awesome. That'd be toasty. That would be toasty. All right, everybody. Um Andy's hard out. We're out of here too. Enjoy the oh, golf yeah. this weekend. Enjoy the football. Take a lesson and, if you need it. Don't be yeah, take a to lesson. Say I need help. Take a lesson. No one's that prideful. Take a lesson. And uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday about whatever's going on next week. I have no idea. See you.